Good evening, everybody, Saints fans, NFLers around the world, everyone out there. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints. As a part of Fanside, I'm your host, Tyler Raymond. And before we get to Dayton, we just want to quickly uh, start things off a little different and mention how you can follow us on Twitter, our Who Dat Dish uh, podcast account, at the WDD podcast. We're running polls now, so make sure to check it out there. We actually just ran a poll that ended a while back, and we asked, Saints fans, which new new offensive player are you most excited for when the New Orleans Saints play the Minnesota Vikings on on Monday Night Football? The the options were Adrian Peterson, Alvin Kamara, Tegan Jr., or other. Comment below. And the fans chose Adrian Peterson. Now, along with this, we're also going to be doing shout-outs or just answering fan questions. And our shout-out today goes to Matt Sneedy. You can follow him. Uh, on Twitter, at the underscore Sneedy. He was a person who responded to us, so thank you, Matt. But who's my other host I got on the other line? Uh, I think that's me. How you doing, Tyler? <laughs> uh, as always, I am also your host, Dayton Brown. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter because we actually have another poll going on right now. Um, which uh, rookie impressed you the most? Which Saints rookie impressed you the most during the preseason? Uh, be sure to... Uh- uh, go check that out and vote. Um, if you have a different answer than who is listed in the options, be sure to give us a reply. We are very happy to reply. We're very happy to answer some questions as well if you have any Saints-related or podcast-related questions. So, uh, Tyler, how you been, man? Uh, I'm good. We are 12 episodes in. I forgot yeah. to mention that in the introduction, but I'm happy. And Saints football is in like is in just about a week, so yeah. that makes me really happy too. Less th- let like if if you want to be really specific about it, Saints football kicks off in less than uh, seven days, which is incredible. Wow, look at that! I'm really excited. Uh, actually, we should rephrase: the Saints will have a win in there just over a week. Yep, just over so a week, hopefully. the Saints will be one and zero. Hopefully, if yeah, goes according to plan, right? <laughs> awesome. So, are you ready to kick things off, though? Let's do it, man. Okay, so. Uh, as always on uh, the Who Dat Dish podcast, uh, Dayton and myself, we like to give credit to other writers as ourselves. We call this segment, Little Me segment, called Articles of the Week. So basically what that gets into again is just us giving credit to not only ourselves, but other writers on this amazing website, whodatdish.com, through Fanside. If you're not a part of it, if you're not checking out those articles, we highly recommend that you do. They are good stuff. So uh, Dayton, I will give you the floor. You're up first, bud. Ooh, sweet. Going first this time. <laughs> Pretty excited. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so the first article I would like to uh, plug away is one of my own. It's called The Saints Roster Cuts Come With Some Surprises. Just got released this morning. Guys, be sure to check it out. Obviously, it deals with uh, the Saints and who they cut roster-wise. We'll be talking about it later in the show, so I won't go too in-depth with it, but uh, just to summarize, pretty much the first day, no surprises came along with it other than Adam Big Hill. But we ended up getting him back on the practice squad. But then the second day rolled around and we cut a couple of pretty important veterans. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check out that article at whodatdish.com. And then the other one I want to plug away is from our editor, Rory Anderson. Uh, Betting odds. The Saints opened the season as three-and-a-half underdog to Vikings on the road. Uh, Great article, not only because he delves into the Saints being uh, underdogs and kind of what that means in in terms of the game, but he also lists every single betting odds uh from all of the vegas uh so like bet online intertops you wager bookmaker um all, all of he lists everything for every single game that's coming on uh th- wow. for the first week in a football which which is really awesome to me um so the saints are three and a half underdogs also the the chiefs are eight and a half underdogs to the patriots oh, which, the which patriots, is crazy wow. so 
Um, I will actually be in Vegas from Wednesday through Friday. I'll be in Vegas while this game goes on, so I might put some money down on the Chiefs <laughs> just in case because I, I, I can see some money. I can see their defense. You never know, too. man. And it's like you know, if I put like ten dollars down, I don't know how much I would win. But I, if I only lose ten dollars, <laughs> I only lose ten dollars. It's not too bad. So uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll see how how much money I actually have left at that point when, when I'm in Vegas at that point. But be sure to check out that article at hoodedish.com. Great stuff by Roy. I'm glad that he was able to list all the games and multiple betting sites uh, to give you all the odds. And also be sure to download the fan-sided app, too. That also helps out with the articles and, and being updated with Dish. So uh, how about you, Tyler? What you got? Okay. So I will say this, guys. I haven't really announced anything, but regarding my articles right now, I... I've been cutting back uh, simply because I am now a college student this semester and I'm going back to college. So, unfortunately, I'm setting my priorities elsewhere, but that doesn't mean I still can't provide some awesome work from some awesome writers. So, the article I've got this week is by our lovely Robert Granger, and he has an article called The Saints and Ostner Health System Rock. Here's why. So, basically, what that gets into is the Saints and how they contribute uh, to and from with Ostner Health. Basically, it's uh, regarding all of their uh, hospital transactions, just everything regarding that. And they, Robert also dives into the Saints superfan, Jarius Robertson, and how he's a big part of both Ostner Health and the New Orleans Saints. So it's a great article if you're interested in, like, tidbit information like that. And uh, Robert put a lot of time and effort into it, so kudos to him. But yeah, that's fantastic. That's what I've got this week. He always has fantastic articles. Uh, well, pretty much every every article on hoodatdish.com is fantastic, but some of them are pretty sentimental, pretty special, so I'm glad yeah. I was able to plug that away. Um, so let's dive right into the very first segment. We're going to save the roster cuts for the second half of the show because I want to get into talking about the Saints' final preseason game of 2017. It was against the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about this last week in the podcast, how tough the Ravens are. They Going into the game, they had the number one defense, they were 3-0. Yep. and They'd only given up 19 points overall. Uh, the Saints lost 14-13. to I think that the yep. score was a lot closer than it actually was. Uh, mm. But the Saints were still able to put 13 points up on the board, which is impressive. And yep. this was a final tune-up for us. So, Tyler, you were right. Um, a lot of the crucial starters, like Drew Brees, uh, Cameron Jordan, they didn't actually play in this game. It was mainly, uh, you know, guys fighting for roster spots. So, you, you are 100% correct on that, which which is always good to see. You don't want to risk any injuries. I'm going to throw some stats out there real quick, and then, Tyler, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on the game. Okay. Um, for the Ravens, the team, mm-hmm. they, they only had three quarterbacks. Well, not only, but they had three quarterbacks play. Uh, as a, a Total as a team passing, 16 of 30, 123 yards, one touchdown, 77.8 passer rating. So that's that's not very good at all. Um, you know, any passer rating below 100 is, at best, average uh but mm-hmm. when you get into that 70 to 80 range that's that's a pretty bad outing so good job from our defense bobby yep. rainey who got who actually got cut by the ravens he had nine carries for 42 yards and a touchdown uh really impressive outing like i said he ended up getting cut but that was um uh, one of their only touchdowns the only other touchdown was a ryan mallet uh pass to cameron moore uh, of the ravens yep. um so nothing really else pops out from them the only other one that does was um, the Ravens had fumbled the ball three times, but they only lost it once, and they had mm. an interception. Um, and that interception came from, let's get into the Saints stats, that interception was from Chase Daniel, who also had a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel was 11 of 1,903 yards, 
68.5 passer rating, not good at all. Ryan and Nassib and Garrett Grayson, uh, who both got cut by the Saints, so yep. which a little bit of spoiler, Saints are only going two quarterbacks. Um, they combined for 11 of 29. Did you hear that? 11 Whoa. of 29, which Jeez. is which is ridiculous for 100 yards, oh. no touchdown, no interception. Uh, Grayson had a 39.6 passer rating, and Ryan Nass about a 66.7 passer rating. That that's that's terrible. That was uh, you know what? I'm I'm glad we cut them. We'll get into that later. Obviously, uh, Daniel Lasco, who uh, again spoiler made the team. Uh, yep. Five carries, thirty yards, six yard average. He had a sixteen yard rush. Nothing else really pops up. Actually, I've got an opinion on Daniel Lasco too, because a lot of people on Twitter. We could talk about this later if we have yeah. time. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter had like blew their mind. Okay, a weird expression. I lost their minds. Yeah. On why Daniel Lasco made the roster over example uh, Darius Victor. So right. if we have time later, I'll get into that. Yeah, if not, for sure. follow me on Twitter, then I'll talk about for it. For sure. For sure. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then uh, Travin Durrell, was it Travin yep. or Travin? I said tra- it's Travin, right? Yeah. Four Travin, catches yeah. for 56 yards. Really impressive. He's a practice squad, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad they made the practice squad. He's an LSU cool. uh, uh, alum. So, yeah. That's great to so, see. Okay, so my initial thoughts, I will say this, though. Um, I don't know if the Saints, what they were expecting to get out of that game, but the Ravens defense, they've got a lot of good players. Yeah. And despite all of their injuries, you know, they made our offense look awful. You know, our second, yeah. third string offense look awful, even though it was really bad to begin with in the preseason, you know, when it's obviously not the starters of Drew Brees. But um, I will say this, though. I'm really proud of our defense, too. Uh, you know, their defense versus our defense. We seemingly keep on doing something to always catch the eyes of Saints fans, or whether it be turnovers here or generating uh, pressures or third down stops here. I will say I'm especially happy about how consistent we're being, uh, even when we struggle in the run game. You always, unless it's like Atlanta or something, you never really see a game, you know, for the defense in the past couple of years where we give up a lot of yards uh, to the running game, you right. know, to opposing running backs. Yeah. But other than that, I would just say, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, the best players put everything on the line, and we'll talk about how the cuts affected the team, and I'm not quite sure what to say, you know, just, yeah, you know it happened when it happened. It was the fourth preseason game, you know, and yeah. now we're heading on to the regular season. It was it so. was a really disappointing outing, obviously, because you want to see the guys do well. Yeah. But uh, in retrospect, again, the Ravens were the top defense in the in the league for the preseason. I think that'll translate well into the regular season because they still have a lot of talent. They signed guys like Tony Jefferson on offense. They signed guys like uh, Jeremy Macklin. So they're an improved team. They're well coached. I don't know about their running game. Uh, I th- they've always had a they've had a weak running game ever since Ray Rice. Yeah, left, never, nothing really. anything too impressive. Yeah, exactly. Um, and whether or not Joe Flacco is a uh, franchise quarterback at this point, I don't know. I, I've yet to see that, but I, I do know that their defense is is really really impressive. Um, Adam Big Hill led the team in tackles with eleven tackles, so I it's really that. impressive. Yep. Uh, I'll just say this right now: I hated seeing him cut. But I do, I, I'm, I'm really happy that he ended up on the practice squad. I'm really glad yeah, that he I cleared too. waivers and came to us on the practice squad. Because he's a fan favorite. I've written a article, uh, a player profile article about Adam Big Hill, and you noticed it on Twitter. Tyler, I know you've talked to him on Twitter before as well. Yeah. Great all-around guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really so, responsive on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, a, he's a really awesome guy. Follow him on Twitter if you, if you can, at Big Hill 44 Um. 
But yeah, generally, I mean, this was the game that really led us to see who was going to get cut and who wasn't going to get cut. Um, but I think overall, it didn't change the minds of the coaching staff that much because I think if it did, uh, Adam Big Hill would have made the team initially because of that outing. Uh, because he had, a, he had a really nice preseason and that game was able to top it off. But I think the coaching staff kind of already had in mind that they wanted to let him go. And then sign him to the practice squad. Yeah, I think that that was already established in their head. And I think that was the move with a lot of guys, uh, including Lasko and Edmonds making the team over Tavares Cadet as well. And you figure, too, honestly, you figure that all teams probably have players that they feel deserve some development or some you know aspects of themselves that could get better. You look at players like Arthur Mollette or Adam Bigfield, you know, good players. But I obviously have a step forward that they need to make, you know, to actually right. be on the roster. Yeah. Obviously, you know, as fans too, as us being Saints fans, we obviously love all these guys. But unfortunately, they only have so many, yeah. you know, spots available. So obviously, you don't want to put like, I want to say they're de- developmental, but, you know, players that aren't where they sh- should be right, right now. Or, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just glad they're on the yeah. practice squad. That's what I was looking forward Me to. Me too. Me too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, and, and again, the game was not as close as uh, the score indicates, uh, yep. unfortunately. But, I mean, it, it was still uh, fun to watch, obviously, to, to, to watch the Saints kind of battle back because they were down 7-0 for a majority of the game. I think they were actually down, yeah, like 14-7 to towards the end, and then they got two field goals in and still lost the game, unfortunately. Yeah. But, that 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 was that that was the final pre- that was the final time for guys to really prove to coach Seth that they want to be on this team. It wasn't us to see starters. It wasn't us to see how the actual team will function. It was us to witness who wants to make the team and who is going to make exactly. the team. Um, and again, I don't think that there were too many surprises. Um, again, um, before we get into that though, did you want to say anything else regarding the game before we dive um, into uh, roster not, cuts? Not really. I'm just glad that the Saints actually won a couple of preseason games. Me too. This year. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, finally, the, the drought ended against the Chargers, uh, yeah. and then it continued against the Texans with a 13 to nothing shutout. Yeah. Um, and so the Saints scored at least 13 points in every single game this preseason. That's good. I think that, that's really promising, which, yeah. which is awesome. And, and again, 2-2 two and two is pretty good. The Browns actually did really good in the preseason, which is the team that we lost to uh, in the first game. And then the Ravens, obviously, were one of the best teams in the preseason. So it's not like we lost against, you know, really poor teams. I think our second units looked really good. And obviously, our defense continued to dominate. Yeah, Which is exactly. something I hope translates into the regular season. So, uh, But yeah, so we will be discussing roster cuts, waiver claims, and what they mean for the Saints right after these messages. Stick around. All right, folks, and we are now back. We just want to thank everyone for sticking around through that short intermediate period. So we are on to our second topic now, and we will be discussing practice squad players, who made the team, waiver claims, cuts. So would you like me to dive on in, Dayton? Let's do it, because you have the list, and okay. I'm so glad yeah. that you have the list. So, yeah. so basically what I did was, uh, you know, the Saints aren't exactly known like other teams to announce everything up front and center, so we almost have to rely on the media crew, yeah. you know, various media outlets, uh, Nick Underhill, Mike Triplett, to get these answers for us. So I'll just I'll, I'll go into who the Saints cut, who is currently now on the team, new faces, and just I'll go, I'll go into them, and then we'll talk about it. So 
Uh, as far as the Saints practice squad, the New Orleans Saints now have on this practice squad Alex Jenkins, uh, actually the international player, the exemption. Uh, look into that, and you'll know what I'm talking about. He is their 11th uh, member on this practice squad. He's an exemption player. But defensive end Alex Jenkins, cornerback Arthur Mollette, linebacker Adam Big Hill, center Cameron Tom, offensive lineman John Fullington, tight end Garrett Griffin, the versatile offense and defensive lineman Christian Sicoli, uh, wide receiver uh, Max McCaffrey, brother of Christian McCaffrey, who's, in the, who's with the Panthers. Right. Wide receiver. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> wide receiver Travin Durrell, who's from LSU. Guard Landon Turner from UNC, who someone has never heard about. Cough, cough. Yeah, that And was me. defensive tackle David Perry, who was actually, uh, they, really, uh, they announced today that David Perry, uh, former starter with the Colts, played with Stanford, is now on the Saints practice squad. As far as. I think, would it be yesterday's cuts? The Saints ended up cutting Adarius Victor, who I found out is going to be seeking options from other teams. Uh, tight end Garrett Griffin, they moved over to the practice squad. Obum Guachum, who signed with the uh, Arizona Cardinals practice squad. Arthur Millette went, uh, went to the practice squad, as did Travin Durrell. Quarterback Ryan Nassib right now is no longer with the Saints, hasn't been picked up yet to my knowledge. John Fullington, Cameron Tom, Landon Turner on the practice squad. Fullback, Zach Lyon, uh, who's like a backup fullback. He's no longer with the team. Linebacker, Adam Hill, He is on the practice squad. Defensive tackle, John uh, Judges. He is no longer with the team. Running back, Travaris Cadet and quarterback, Garrett Grayson. Two names, honestly, a lot of fans were happy to see go, but it's so unfortunate because it's someone's job, you know. They are no longer with the team. What some say wouldn't surprise them to see Travaris Cadet come back. Defensive end Alex Jenkins, again, moved to the practice squad. Uh, tackle Bryce Harris, who was actually cut, but announced today that he is now back with the team after Delvin Bro was put on injured reserve. He will be gone for a while, folks. We have uh, Tavis Calhoun. He was cut. We have wide receiver Jake Lampin, uh, who was cut. A fullback John Kuhn. And defensive end Daryl Tapp. Two veterans who some are saying, like some media people are saying, that it wouldn't surprise them to have the Saints bring them back right now because... As of right now, within the first week of everything, the rosters are still in a bit of a mix and shambles. So, And do you want me to go into the day before that for those cuts, too? Or? Yeah, yeah, give me all the cuts. Sure, okay. Uh, I'll do them in uh, speed mode. Wide receiver, Daquan Hampton. Tight end, Braden Bowman. Offensive lineman, Khalif Barnes. Offensive lineman, Jerry Ugoki. Defensive tackle, sorry if I'm pronouncing your names wrong, by the way, guys, if you're listening to this. Uh, defensive tackle, Tony McDaniel. Defensive tackle, Justin Zimmer. Defensive lineman, Ashad Mabry. Linebacker, Michael Maudie. Despite having a great, you know, uh, princess story, as you would put it, he unfortunately did not make the cut uh, the roster. Linebacker, Audie Cole. Jonathan Walton, another linebacker. Safety, Eric Harris. Uh, to no surprise, cornerback, Damian Swan. Cornerback, mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell. And cornerback, Malik Foreman. And then we have yes. three players who were placed on injury reserve. Linebacker, Brian Brahman, Corey Fuller, the wide receiver, and just recently, cornerback Dalvin Bro. Which, so, that's, so, so yeah. yeah, obviously a lot of cuts right there. I think total that was like 27 at least cuts. Uh, just yeah, right there. And then uh, we also claimed Austin Carr, wide receiver, yep. who played with the Patriots. He, he's a rookie. Um, Another and Taysom Hill, 
uh, quarterback who played with the Green Bay Packers. He's a rookie at a BYU. Uh, both guys we claimed off of waivers. Not sure what we're doing with them necessarily, if they're both going to make the active roster or if they're going to go to the practice squad. We have let you yeah, to I'm determine sure what's going too. on with them. Um, but we'll see. I think that you have a little bit more flexibility with those guys. You have some more days when you're claiming. Um, as far as first state cuts, again, no really big surprises there. I was yeah. a little bit sad to see Tony McDaniel and uh, Audie Cole go, but they didn't do much in the preseason. Yeah, I, I was hoping that both of them would make the team or at least one of them, but they didn't do much in the preseason. Uh, you don't want to kind of give them money. Adam Big Hill being cut was obviously huge. Daryl Tapp as well being cut, but both of them. Oh, uh, Daryl Tapp and John Kuhn got cut, but it looks like they're going to make their yeah. way back to the team, uh, which which is fantastic. I think that they were just making room to place guys on IR and then re-signing them, so, so that's good. I don't think that's official yet, but that's always yeah. good. You want to yeah. something crazy I just realized? What's up? So, uh, speaking of defensive tackles, uh, it's funny because I'm looking on, uh, you know, on the, by now, Saints fans, if you listen to this podcast, we like to use our resources in regards to getting Saints info. I was just talking to Dayton about this. Um, shout out to our lads for having a, an accurate uh, uh, Saints website right now. I actually made one of my own based off their info, but I was looking at it, and they actually forgot to put Mitchell Lowen a defensive tackle on this uh, roster too, but I realize you say about defensive tackles, our defense is super young right now. I believe all four of our defensive uh, defensive tackles are under the age of twenty four. Can you believe that? Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. No, we're going really young. Well, it's led by Sheldon Rankins too. He's, he's yeah, only a couple years old. And so. another thing too on Twitter, uh, there's a guy I follow. Shout out to you, Jake. Jake White on Twitter. He listens to this podcast. He posted a thing earlier about our defense and how many years of experience. Uh, you want to know how young we are. The, I think uh, Cameron Jordan might be tied for someone, but um, Cameron Jordan, I believe, is the oldest player with seven years of experience. But other than that, we're all super young. So if we could get a really like solid, savage, young defense, it's looking good for us. That's so. crazy. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. We are young, so obviously we're still getting there. Getting used to um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still getting our footing on defense. I'm glad Dennis Allen is at the helm. Like I said, I think I said this in the last podcast. I'm really glad Dennis Allen is familiar with the defense and familiar with the culture and the Saints organization. Really helps yeah. our defense grow into its own, uh, so to speak. So, um, yeah, and as of now, Manti... So this this is crazy to me. I wasn't thinking Manti Teo... When, when we first signed him, I didn't think he was going to make the roster. But Manti Teo is going to be the starting middle linebacker, it looks like, for the team. Yep. Um, as well as Alex and how do you say his last name? Anzalone. Anzalone. That's right. Anzalone. Yeah. Anzalone. Was a it's third Italian. was a third round draft pick uh, coming out yep. to the team from uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, um, oh no, that was Trey Hendrickson. Just oh, Trey Hendrickson went to Florida Atlantic. You're right, Alex. Yep. Here, I'll look that up real quick. But and then the other starter is going to be AJ Klein, correct? Yeah, I'm happy with yeah. that. Um, me too. So. Oh, yeah, me too. So, Alex, I mean, Alex Anzaline played great in the preseason, too. So, he, he definitely deserved that spot. I was shocked because a lot of the times, Sean Payton doesn't like to start rookies uh, unless they're, you know, really, really, really groomed. So, uh, he's good. Oh, Alex um, Anzaline went to Florida. Yeah. Just Florida. No, not Florida, Atlantic or anything. Just Florida. So, yeah, he was a, yeah. he's a 76 <laughs> overall pick. Uh, Can you imagine, six. though, like, uh, Trey Hendrickson, if he never went to Florida Atlantic and just went to Florida? Yeah, they tear it up. They tear it up. Yeah, as far as while we're on the linebacker topic, I'm curious to know what you've got in this. As far as our depth, see, because Sean Payton was revealing, don't get too comfortable with the linebacker position because I think he has a great point in saying we don't have as much depth as we did. Now, 
Uh, right now on Outlads.com, they have, well, I'll just say what's right with this roster. Right now, our starters would be, I think, AJ Klein uh, as our Sam linebacker. The wall linebacker would be Alex Anzalone. And the middle would be uh, Amantai Teo. Having our backups be Craig Robertson, uh, Nathan Supar, and I think that's, uh, and Stefan Anthony. Yeah. Who? So. And but the thing is too though that I think Nathan Stupar is battling an injury. I think they said he'd be fine by week one, but man, I just don't know what to think about that. If only we had the room, we could sign another linebacker. Yeah, at least we've got a couple on um the practice squad. The Danell yeah. LRB injury and uh, for you know right mm. after that when we cut him, that kind of hurt the team uh, in yeah. terms of depth. So it looks like the team took on uh, Nathan Stupar instead of Adam Big Hill, uh, yeah. and Stefan Anthony was really close to getting cut, but it looks like he... He's been dealing with an injury, apparently. I think a high right. ankle sprain. And I don't think, I think the Saints really want to give up on a first-round pick that easily after, you know, so even... Uh, I mean, it was the he was the 31st overall pick, so he's towards the end of the first round, but it was still a first-round pick. Yeah. And you want to they let go like... that guy, so... But having Adam Big Hill on the practice squad is really, really... Um, uh, what's the word? Um, Good? Yeah, no, it's good, but like, uh, it's, uh, man, useful? I don't know the word. No, it's useful. a word. It's oh, like, it's uh, a word. That's all. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's useful. It's, it's great to see. It's great to see Adam Bickham yeah. on the practice squad. It's promising. There you go. It's promising just in case. You never there know. There you go. So, but uh, another thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would say another one thing I'm sort of worried about is, you know, right now, we're almost sort of like holding on to a threat as far as the offensive line goes. Right. I mean, the only. The only uh, starters we have... Uh, okay, let me rephrase. The only offensive linemen we have that aren't starters right now are going to be uh, Toronto Armstead, who's currently injured, so they're, you know, uh, nursing him back to health. Sino Calamete, who can play center and guard, and um, Josh Laribius, uh, he's still on the roster. He's a center. And um, Bryce Harris. So that doesn't leave a lot of depth purposes for the Saints. So... Let's just hope and pray we can keep Drew safe and yeah. everything goes well there. Yeah, I think we only have nine um, offensive linemen on the squad, eight or nine right now, which yeah. is uh, something. That's something that that's a little bit worrying. Uh, but yeah, we also signed Bryce Harris too when we put uh, Delvin Bro into the yeah. practice squad as well. Uh, but yeah, guys, be sure you're following guys like uh, Nick Underhill and. Yep. Um, uh, other people that work for the Times Picune and the Saints Advocate, uh, or the, yeah. sorry, the New Orleans Advocate, because uh, they, they have fantastic Saints news. Um, and yeah, they have all the sources and whatnot. Yeah, they they know what's going on, uh, and they'll tweet it out. They'll let us know before uh, Adam Adam Schefter as well. Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport they also have yep. the reports because uh, Adam Schefter was one of the first ones to report on the John Coon uh, getting cut, uh, as was Ian Rappaport because because they have yeah. all these sources. Sending them texts and giving them phone calls. So, uh, anything else really <laughs> stick out to you about the roster cuts yes. and the, and the actually, practice squad? Actually, now that uh, not really the roster cuts, but the roster in itself. Yeah. Uh, a good point. A uh, good place to quickly mention uh, the whole thing about Daniel Lasco, Trey Edmonds, and uh, uh, Victor, the running back. So, I was uh, listening to various uh, people talk and various, you know, different Twitter conversations. A lot of people right now. It seems to believe that Daniel Lasco doesn't deserve a spot on this roster. And here I am to refute that, and here's why. So, Daniel Lasco isn't exactly a typical running back that the Saints would implement. He's not going to be your Alvin Kamara that could do it all. He's not going to be your 
hard-hitting Mark Ingram or Adrian Peterson. He is used for other ways. And now, not to make anyone sound stupid, because trust me, that's not my intention. For those of you who don't know, the Saints have struggled mightily in special teams. And one way Daniel Lasko can be used heavily is in special teams. For those who didn't know, he's very fast, and uh, they describe him as a gunner. Basically, what that means is he's someone that can get down the field very quickly and make plays for our team. So we don't have the opposing team getting 50, 60 yards on uh, a kickoff or a punt return or anything like that. And he's a really good blocker. So he might not be, I know in the preseason, he didn't do amazing in getting like yards per game because I remember watching one of the games and he would only get like a two-yard carry here or a four-yard gain here. It, it's not pretty, but it doesn't need to be. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying that he's a great blocker, especially in, I think, in uh, passing you know, in regards to passing, and he's really good on special teams. So I think he deserves a spot on this roster. His, so uh, just, absolutely. Oh, so. His, uh, the coaching staff deciding to put him onto the roster instead of Tavares Cadet was a total special teams move. Um, yeah. I was a little bit taken aback by the Saints deciding to keep five running backs on the team. I am too. Which is really interesting, but I mean, again, it is, um, I don't know. It, it it is just special teams moves. We got we got to make sure uh, it's going well. By the way, I want to mention to you guys uh, real quick, just because it's in the group message on uh, Twitter right now. Uh, our editor Rory Anderson is is <laughs> letting me know, letting all of us know that uh, we're killing it over at hootadish.com. So guys, be sure to go over there, read some articles. We are we are out of the gates, going well. So, um, but yeah, really the only the only thing that's surprising me the most, obviously the five running backs on the team. Uh, I'm glad Delvin, or I, I'm actually really glad Teron Armstead didn't have to go to the IR. Looks like I his, am too. his return is going to be sooner than we thought, um, yeah. which is good. So Ryan Remchick is going to have to step up for a little bit less time than we were expecting. And um, so, yeah, that, that that's really uh, generally, like I said, not a lot of surprises coming uh, to the team. Yeah. So we're going to run with, um, oh, also Willie Sneed. Totally forgot to yeah. mention Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed will be suspended for three games stemming from a DUI. Reduced from four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it used to be four. It got reduced down to three. So it will be out for the first three games. Um, so I think that's why we we claimed Austin Carr off waivers. And yeah. uh, we also kept Tommy Lee Lewis on the team. Which is good. Yeah, we were saying how, you know, if he continues to do things, which he did, uh, yeah. he would make the squad. So he did. So Yeah, yeah, which was which is really exciting. I, I love to see Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, and also, Corey Fuller did technically make the team. He's just going to be on IR to start the season. So, yeah. So that, that that's going to be exciting to see. Anything else you want to dive into before um, we sign I was off? only gonna. I was only gonna quickly mention uh, the only thing I think uh, again with the offensive line. If Ryan Ramchak struggles at all, I would wouldn't expect me to see the Saints uh, rely heavily on the running game the first two weeks until we get to an Armstead back, or to see the Saints like they've done in the past implement multiple schemes using a tight end uh, to block, to help a tackle, you know, to double-team yep. someone. Because, obviously, the first few weeks, we're going to be playing some tough defensive ends, you know. And I, that's all I've got, though. Just don't be surprised if the Saints run a lot of different plans or schemes, packages, yeah. to uh, throw off opposing D linemen. So. Yep, yep. So, and uh, I think the same thing goes on with uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Don't be surprised if Dennis Allen run, goes from the traditional 4-3 to a uh, – uh, a three three five or a four three five, you know. So it, it's yep. going to be interesting. But I think all eyes are going to be on Adrian Peterson and his debut uh, as, oh, I as a member too. of the Saints against his former team in Minnesota. 
Um, and I also think really keep your eyes on how well our defensive line does because I think that that was one of the more serious problems we had a season ago. Cameron Jordan now has help on the other side with Alex Okafor, who really impressed this offseason. Uh, you have, you know, I think Alex and uh, I'm going to say his name right. Is it Anzaline? Anzalone. Anzalone, man. My bad, Alex. Yeah. Listening. Alex Anzalone, be, uh, he's, he's going to be, I, I, at least I'm guessing from what I saw in the preseason, he's going to be part of a lot of exotic blitzes. I could um, see that. He's really quick. System. Yeah, he is. He is. I think that he would be, a, like, if he was a little bit bigger, he could be a defensive end because that's how, you know, fast Maybe. he is. Even Kikaha, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking for, I really want to see him make some plays, you know. I really want to see him uh, do some good stuff. So um, I, I think that'll do it for this week. Um, you want me to give us a daily rundown of our, our social media? Let's do the sign off. Yeah. Okay, sign off time, everybody. So make sure to follow everything first on Who That Dish. Like we always say, if you're not living there, you should be living there. Famous quote by Dayton here. Um, but to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the Dayton Brown here at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me. At Raven Tyler M. But make sure if you follow anyone to follow our main podcast account at the WDD Podcast because we are now implementing a bunch of polls. We are uh, especially connecting with fans, answering questions. We'll be using those questions on the podcast. We'll be giving shout outs like we did earlier this uh, podcast day. So just make sure to check us out there. Leave a like if you have to. Even it's as simple as voting on the polls. You don't have to be. Uh, commenting or anything, but just uh, talk to us. I don't know. Yeah. But other than that, I love what we do. 12 podcasts in, and next week will be our podcast right before the Saints game. So mm-hmm. we'll be reviewing everything, you know, regards to Minnesota Vikings, probably injury reports if there are any, and what to expect versus matchups. So. Yeah, we will be giving you as much of a breakdown as we can for the game. We'll, we'll be getting in every single detail we can before the game kicks off, so you guys are, are set and prepared for that. Uh, yeah, again, be sure to tweet at us. Be sure to be involved with the polls. We really want to know what you guys are thinking. If you want to add us, give us an at. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Uh, you can also, like like Tyler said, follow him on Twitter at RaymondTylerM or me at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. And, yeah, be sure, to, be sure to tune in next week. Next week is probably going to be our biggest podcast to date because it actually deals with the regular season game. Um, so I'm really, really excited. Uh, Tyler, again, thank you so much for being such a great co-host. Yeah, thank you too. <laughs> 12 episodes so far. Uh, hopefully we have 1,200 more uh, in the future. <laughs> so, um, yeah, again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to find us on blogtalkradio.com or iTunes, and be sure to find us on Twitter. And as always, we will talk to you soon.